eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task. One with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, so there is so much crazy things going on in the world right now, but one big thing that just happened and related to climate change and sustainability is that a an IPCC report was just released. If you're not too familiar on what that is, the IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is pretty much just the United Nations body for assessing climate change science. So to break it down even more, it's pretty much a bunch of awesome scientists that came together from a ton of different fields. They range from like mental health specialists and people that work in fisheries and a lot of different scientists just from all over the board. And they came together to discuss and make this report on the impacts of climate change. I have an episode that was released back in August. It was episode 53, which covered the report that came out of Working Group 1. And I'm not sure if, you, if you're someone that reads climate news and sustainability news, but if you remember, this is when all of the headlines were coming out that was the code red for humanity. And that's pretty much the summary of what came out of this Working Group 1 report. So this week, it was released the Working Group 2 findings, which observes the impacts of climate change versus the physical changes to Earth due to climate change. And just to put it out there, Working Group 3 is coming out this April, and that's going to show us what can be done to stop climate change. And it will also show us different ways that we can work on mitigation. So I thought I would come on here for anybody out there who does not feel like reading the giant report, that I, the whole IPCC report. I opened it and read through it, and it's literally like reading a different language. <laughs> the science behind it is so amazing, but also so crazy and hard to translate. So if you are someone who wants to stay up to date with climate change news and sustainability news and things like that, listen to this episode and I will give you kind of a rundown on the IPCC report and some of the biggest topics that it covered. I will give a little bit of a warning that if you're someone that goes deep with eco-doomism and you get stressed out and you are really susceptible to eco-anxiety, this might just make it worse for you. This might not be what you need to hear right now, especially with everything else going on in the world. So definitely make sure that you're in the right mental space. Um, but I'm not going to focus on the doomsday aspect of it. I just want to give you the information. That way you're in the know and you're not kept in the dark. So with all of that being said, I will dive into five key points for this IPCC report. 
Key number one is that the poorest nations are the most at risk for the negative impacts of climate change. So the scientists say that, which I mean, all of us knew this already, if you read up on sustainability or climate change at all, this is something that we've known for a long time, but it's very validating for everybody to have this in writing and to have actual scientific evidence behind this. So pretty much the world's most vulnerable people will be hit the hardest by the devastating impacts of climate change. Places like sub-Saharan Africa, South Asia, Central and South Africa, small island developing states, and the Arctic. Overall, there are about 3.3 to 3.6 billion people that live in contexts that are the most susceptible to climate change. And these people are some of the most at risk for things like poverty, land use problems, governance challenges, and even more issues like that. So climate change is only going to give them more devastating impacts to pile on to the issues that they already have. This is going to increase things like droughts, water shortages, floods, food insecurity, and even more. And one good thing, I guess, about this point, not like about the actual thing that it talks about, but just this point in general, is it's awesome that this is actually finally being addressed because it sheds the light on climate justice and it helps shift the narrative on who should actually be putting in the work on transitioning to a more sustainable world. And it gives a clear definition on who the vulnerable actually are. This is really important in terms of sustainability because there was a false narrative in the past that developing nations had a huge impact on climate change. And I know for at least me growing up, it was the narrative that was pushed was, oh, you know, well, developing nations have overpopulation control issues and, you know, they're reproducing too fast and they're running our world's resources into the ground, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that is completely false, but that's what a lot of people, the narrative that a lot of people used to think. So that having this in writing and evidence in this IPCC report is a really good step towards climate justice and, again, just defining who the vulnerable actually are when it comes to climate change. The third point for the IPCC report that I'm going to talk about is that climate change is hurting our health. A lot of times when we hear about climate change, it's obvious that there are detrimental effects to the world, our planet, and our resources, but not a lot of people consider our actual physical and mental health when it comes to climate change. So it's already damaging our physical and mental health of literally everybody on earth heat events, drought, water insecurity, flooding. Another thing that's becoming really big as our extreme weather events increase is that the smoke exposure due to wildfires heightens the risk for things like cardiovascular illness. And mental health issues like anxiety and stress are expected to increase even more along with our exposure to all of the extreme weather events that climate change brings on. So, People all over the world are already suffering from the impacts of the climate change, which is 1.1 degrees Celsius warming so far. And that's since about the year 1900, I believe. So, so far, there's already been the 1.1 Celsius of warming. And already we are seeing the increase of extreme weather events and 
just a lot of devastating effects. And again, one is the overall health, our physical health as humans. So if we're already suffering from the impacts of climate change with this 1.1 degree Celsius warming, imagine how much more severe it will be with 1.5 degrees Celsius. It will be an extreme threat to human health. Even more than just human physical and mental health, though, the IPCC report showed that global warming is also wreaking absolute havoc on wildlife and plants. A lot goes into this, but essentially global warming is shifting seasonal weather patterns as well as causing an increase in these extreme natural disasters. This is causing plants and animals to not be able to shift their habitats fast enough to keep up with these rising temperatures. So essentially, plants and animals are having to adapt to the global warming as well. But there are a lot of plants and animals that just cannot keep up. Some of their migration patterns are being greatly impacted by the seasonal changes in it. So they are falling out of sync with the plants that they eat and things like that. Because of that, the risk of die-offs and extinctions become much higher if these global temperatures raise any more than about 2 degrees Celsius. The IPCC report unfortunately estimates that 10% of all plant and animal species could face a very great risk of extinction, even if the world limits this warming to 2 degrees Celsius. And this means that in less than 100 years, a century, the losses would equal the number of species that were caused to go extinct by human activities over the past 12,000 years. So yeah, overall, humans, plants, and animals are all greatly impacted by climate change. And this was shown with definitive proof in this IPCC report. So the fourth big thing that I wanted to share with you guys was that some of the impacts are already irreversible and are essentially approaching the point of no return. In the IPCC report, it was shown that climate change brought on by, you know, human activity has already caused irreversible losses on freshwater, coastal, and ocean marine ecosystems. These include changes to the glaciers in the Arctic that are already thawing out. This is going to cause at least 1 billion people to lose their homes to the sea by the year 2050, which if you stop and just think about that, that's literally 28 years from now, and that's absolutely crazy to think about. So any overshoot of the 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold, meaning any fraction of a degree over that 1.5 degrees Celsius will have absolute dire consequences, especially when it comes to this glacial melting and sea level rise summits. But overall, while it's great that awareness is happening, we need to actually implement and get some scale when it comes to the adaptation efforts of climate change. And adaptation is necessary and will save so much money versus the cost of devastation in the future. And if listening to this is kind of jumbling your mind and you're like, what are you talking about? Just for one example, the warmer it gets and the more obviously global warming that happens, the more drought will happen. This leads to farmers not having successful crop harvests, which means less food on the shelves for everybody trying to buy food and stay alive. This means 
an increase in food insecurity and the cost of available food is going to go way, way up. So that's just one little example on how adaptation is so necessary. And I say that because when plans actually come out for adaptation, I know a lot of people are going to be mad. And that's because we're going to have to give up some of the things that we know and love. Like society is going to have to change in order to not get any worse than that 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming. And with those adaptation efforts, a lot of people are going to be pissed off about it, honestly. Um, But we need to keep in mind that everything is interconnected and climate change getting worse would cause challenges in every single aspect of life. And not just for the people that are living in those vulnerable areas that we talked about and that were addressed in this IPCC report, but literally everybody on Earth, as global warming gets worse and worse, everybody on Earth is eventually going to feel the devastating impacts of that. Again, whether it's just from food insecurity, water insecurity, you know, resources that are dwindling as the Earth gets hotter. So while the changes that are going to need to be made in terms of phasing out of fossil fuels and moving towards a cleaner and greener society, while some of those things will make a lot of people mad, the alternative is so much worse, more catastrophic, deadly, and costly. So those were just five of the big key points of the IPCC report. I will link the report in the show notes. That way you can go and check it out and see what else there is because again it was just a lot of information to process and I wanted to just pick a few of the main key points to share with you guys but yeah those were five of the main takeaways that I got from the report overall the report pretty much just said things that we already knew right like we already knew who the vulnerable were we already knew that adaptation is possible we already knew that some impacts unfortunately are approaching that point of no return but it's really good because this report now serves as hard proof and evidence for the things that climate advocates have been fighting for all along So this is really the proof that we need to finally get leaders to acknowledge the climate crisis. And while it is depressing, now we advocate and we wait for April when the next group of the IPCC report comes out. And this last one that's coming out, again, like I said in the beginning of the episode, it's ways to halt and mitigate climate change. So it's going to show us a clear way out. And again, even though that way out might be difficult and A lot of people aren't going to like it. A lot of changes are going to be made in order for us to not surpass that 1.5 degrees Celsius warming by the year 2100. So thank you for listening to this episode. Again, I know it was really heavy and it's kind of depressing to hear about this, but I am glad that we have this knowledge. And again, this While it's depressing to hear about, we pretty much knew everything that was already in this report, right? This is what everybody has been talking about in terms of climate change for the past few years. So this is a really good step that now we have the evidence for it. So stay positive. You know, this is one more step. And then again, when April comes out and the scientists give us ways that we can adapt and mitigate climate change, things are going to start looking up. At least I really like to think so. And I really hope that that's the case. 
So in the meantime, just keep the conversation going. Keep talking about this and about climate change with your peers and your family and your friends. Keep making positive changes in your life that, you know, again, I like to make small eco-friendly changes in my life because it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm making a difference, even if it's on a really small scale. But you can also push for change within your local community or your local government, where you live, or just, again, your personal life. Another thing that you can do, I actually saw this shared today, and I was really shocked that it was my first time hearing about it. But there's this thing called the Fossil Fuel Non-Proliferation Treaty, and you can sign it as an individual. It's pretty much just everybody that is taking a stand against fossil fuels and is pretty much endorsing a phase out from fossil fuels. And I'm guessing if you're here listening to my podcast, you probably fall under the group of people in that category. So I'll go ahead and link this in show notes. Literally all you have to do is like type in your name and email, I think, and you can sign this and kind of be a part of this movement. So definitely go sign that. If you don't want to follow the link in the show notes, you can go to fossilfueltreaty.org and that's one step that you can take towards a greener and cleaner future for all of us. So yeah, good job informing yourself. Good job listening to this episode in order to learn about this IPCC report. Go sign the treaty and then just try to do some deep breaths. Try not to let yourself get too stressed out. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to April when the third part of the IPCC report comes out. But until then, I, you know, again, all we can do is kind of stay positive and keep the conversation going. So, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time. Bye.